Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. We are on! What is up, everyone? If you notice, I have in my background, I have these little happy birthday stuff. It was my husband's birthday yesterday, and I decorated for him. Did he love it? Eh, he wasn't that into it, which means I will be single in a month. What's kidding? <laughs> no, but honestly, you guys, I'm so, so excited because I have Tavana Denise coming on. Tavana, uh, are you Tavana Denise, or I always thought you were Tavana Bob? Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. That's what I don't know what that means, but yes, <laughs> it means the same. They are one in the same. So Tavana Denise, Tavana Boggs. My government name is Tavana Boggs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I love it. I love them both. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much for taking the time during this busy, crazy time to just come on to this little little dance physical therapist group to be interviewed. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to see where this goes. I mean, true. I don't even know. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm torn between like this being amazing and this like bowl of tuna I have here. I'm just going, you know, you, I'm just going with my flow, you know, and, uh, you know, it's going to be great. Uh, for those who are wondering if this is sponsored, it is. It is sponsored by a random birthday card on my desk. Um, this is a birthday card you can buy in stores. This one has already been purchased, so it's not for sale. It also has writing in it from Ryan's grandmother for his birthday. But that's what this is sponsored by the, the birthday card. Okay, now that we have gotten that promotional stuff out of the way... <laughs> Is this what all of them are like? Uh, no. I, well, you know, I have a musical theater group and this dance, so like, I don't know. I, I haven't really developed a flow in this group yet, but it's gonna be great when it's That's there. fair. Okay. Um, it takes a while. It takes time. Just like mindset and resilience takes time. Yes. Oh, oh my God. This is amazing already. I can already feel. So first of all, um, would you mind for people who don't know you, Tavana, um, telling them a little bit more about yourself and why that, why mindset and resilience is really your, one of your big topics? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I, I never know where to start the story, but I thank you for that leading. Okay. Well, I'm Tavana Denise Boggs. 
for everybody that's wondering, comma PT. I have a bachelor's in physical therapy. So one of the last ones that was ever awarded. And why is resilience important? How did I get here? And why is that one of my strengths? Uh, I, I came through straight through um, PT school and I just had this goal. Like after PT school, I was going to work for a while, move my way up through management. And the first knockdown was when I did take on the assistant clinic director position. I was actually running the clinic for the group director who was never there. And then uh, when he left that position, I thought, well, naturally I've been running the clinic. I'll just be the clinic director. And they made me the acting director and then moved somebody else in. So that was the first, and I had to really get my footing after, after that. But when they decided that they were not going to allow me to take my own PTO paid time off to go see my brother graduate from NYU, I was like, oh, hell no. And I quit. 30 days later, I had established my own contracting physical therapy company. And that like that to me was my first soiree into what it takes and what it means to be gritty and to have resilience. Like there was one instance where I could just be like, oh, I'm just going to stay here and take it. And I'm like, nah, I have other options available to me. I can create other opportunities for myself. So there was that. Then I was doing um, contracting in various locations. I was an orthopedic outpatient physical therapist and very heavily manual based and my thumbs went out on me. So then I had to figure out, okay, well, what else can I do? And that's how I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Four thumbs. So then um, I went into uh, subacute home health, LTAX, and I ended up the last 13 years in acute care. Absolutely loved it. And, but I was getting kind of burned out and I didn't, I was like, okay, I'm mega young and I have a long time to work and I just am not really feeling this anymore. And that's when I found life, the life coach school and life coach training, which really helped me since we're talking about mindset, really manage my thoughts and how I was thinking about the situation that I was in. And it, I think it's so important because without me having to change jobs, change settings, go back and get another degree, change careers, I suddenly had my energy back and I got a new love for it, like a new appreciation for it. And that's why I absolutely love mindset. I love talking to people about burnout because nine times out of 10, I can get them out of that burned out space without them having to change jobs. Um, and then after that, I had an, an injury, a back injury, and I was out. Like when I say out, like I was a competitive cyclist and I could not walk, run, lay down, sit down for any length of time, obviously couldn't work. And I think I was 36 at the time. So if you do the math, I had at least 30 years left to work. And I'm like, okay. I think my career might be over if I can't get back in there. And what else am I going to do? Thankfully, I got to the place where I did get back to work. I didn't get back to competing in cycling, but I did get back to where I could work. And after a period of time, I just felt like, well, what else? Like, I've done all the things. If you heard all the settings I've been in, I've been a business owner. I've been in management. I've been in all the settings. I'm amazing as a physical therapist in the acute care setting, now what? And I just kind of felt stuck. And so then I reached back into my 
coach training in my coach bag and was like, you know what? Let me figure out, right? There's the bag. <laughs> Let me figure out how I can leverage this and how, if I could help myself get out of burnout, how can I help others? And that's kind of how I got into the space where I am now. I love that. That was great. There are some stories that are just literally as good as, a, as, as like a fairy tale, like Cinderella, you know, and everything. And I really like that story. And I think there's so many points that you make that people can, can relate with just from you being you. Isn't that always cool? And yeah. that, and, and that right there connects you with your audience, which is just so many people. I, I like to think of my group with dance physical therapists as definitely a community. I, I would love for it to be preventative with burnout. That, if I could really go go deep on that, um, to, to have to um, be resilient and try to find a new place because you haven't found your happiness within your practice or, you know, or things with your body. I would love for to be preventative in that sense. But you never know people's journeys. And that that's where I think I, I think you hit upon the unexpected so much thing oh, because yeah. you went all in for every there was no half ass on any of that story and what you've been through. Mm -mm. I think that's really inspiring. Um, with that being said, I mean you had huge obstacles. I mean these aren't small things. I mean for you to be like, oh my thumbs are out, like oh my back is out, like those. Uh, I think in some ways could feel like a midlife crisis or some sort of, even if it's not at the right age, but just where you're going, Oh, this is a huge turning point and a big obstacle. I have to now look completely differently at my life. And I wasn't planning on it. How did you find a way to keep moving forward and, and being resilient and going for something big again? Cause it's easy to just shut down and, and, and want to clam up. How, how did you do that? Well, the first thing that popped in my mind when you asked that question was like, what other choice is there? Like, I, I'm single. Like, I have to take care of myself. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, if you, if you get to know me well, you know I don't do things small. Like, <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it big. So, I mean, it just for me, that was like, it, it was definitely a oh shit moment, but it was never a, like, I may have to stop. I may have to pause, but I'm never out of the game. Nice. You're like, you found a branch instead of quitting altogether. You've right. finding branches. So what about, how would you address this for somebody who isn't as resilient as yourself and, my, and myself, honestly, in these kind of circumstances? How is... How do you recommend somebody where it's not that natural bounce back? Like what kind of journey would you recommend they start taking on? Like pretend like I'm shy. <laughs> well, I think one of the first things to do is really think about how you're thinking about the situation. Do Are you constantly telling yourself I'm stuck? I don't know what to do. This is all there is, you know, and what we know about the brain and reticular activating system wants to look for things that we ask it to look for. So the, if you've ever heard the Tony Robbins quote, uh, the quality of your life depends on the quality of your questions or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask yourself various questions, like, I don't know, like how, how is this ever gonna work? Or 
saying that I don't know what to do. Like what, what you're putting your focus on is really on the negative. So all you're going to see is more negative versus how can I make this happen? What else can I do? How can I make this work? And so even if you are not naturally optimistic or not naturally gritty or what have you, just changing the questions that you ask yourself um, forces the brain to go look for solutions for you. So that's probably where I would start. I like that. I like that. And when, okay, I actually heard this recently from, oh, I forget her name. That's, I'm fired. Anywho, so she, the, the, uh, an entrepreneur, the name will come to me probably in three days because that's what happens for me at 40 these days. I'm just like, oh, that's what it was. Look at that. That was what I was thinking. So she was talking about the power of quiet time mm. to in order to listen to yourself. So don't think of when you do feel stuck. She she talked about it. Don't worry. It's, it's not you taking action. She said you're actually listening and that power of listening. Would you mind speaking on that a little bit more, what, what she could have possibly meant? Well, I, I think I think I understand and I and I have a slightly different way of thinking about it. So for the people. So I think there's a difference between actively telling yourself I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Those two things and just it being a loop like a, that's replaying in your head over and over and over again versus sometimes I think about it in terms of procrastination. Like some people think, oh, you're procrastinating, so you're lazy. And I actually think probably in this, along the lines of your friend is the procrastination is there to slow us down sometimes to make us be more aware of some information or maybe an opportunity or uh, something key that we might have missed. Sometimes I think it's there to slow us down because we're misaligned, right? So if we think like, I tend to be a balls to the wall kind of person. And so if I find myself like truly procrastinating or really resisting taking an action on something, especially since I know I can get into action, that that's where my antenna goes up and says, wonder what is off here. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're say, say you have, say, say you don't have things that are off. Mm -hmm. And you are starting to get some ideas to find your, you're past that, the off. And you're, you, you're starting to get ideas on things that you can do left and right. You need to get in that crate of juice. Mm -hmm. How do you know, and how do you, what, what do you recommend people do to settle on one of those ideas to take action? And it's, it's that, that difference of, you got what I'm saying? Like now, like we're past that, like, okay. Right. So I call it spinning and indecision, right? So some people get stuck because there, there are too many ideas. And oftentimes we get stuck spinning in indecision because we're afraid of making the wrong choice. So the way I think about this, and it's actually, I'll just tell a quick story because this, this actually happened to me. I was on my way from a business retreat in North, I'm in Atlanta, in North Carolina, driving to Atlanta. And I think sometimes either people think that they're going to make uh, the wrong decision or they're not actually clear about the end goal or the end, dest end destination. 
So what I tell people to do in that instance when they're doing that is like, first, let's get clear about where exactly you're going, because sometimes once you're clear where you're going, it's like, OK, I, I know which I know which one of these things to choose. So if you've gotten past that part and I know I'm clear about where I'm going, but I'm still not wanting to choose the way I think about it is kind of like driving and using the GPS. So the first thing we do with the GPS is we put in the destination. And then the second thing we have to do besides the seatbelt and all of that is we have to take our foot off of the brake and put it on the gas. At that point, that's when, as soon as you, well, once you start moving is when the little lady says, turn right in half a mile, right? She doesn't tell you the next direction to go until you're actually taking action. So what if it actually doesn't matter which one of these things you choose, you're still going to get there. And the reason I bring up the, the trip from North Carolina is because that actually happened to me. I was leaving Charlotte to come back home to Atlanta. I put in the destination. I started driving. And then all of a sudden on the interstate, we were completely stopped. Like, put your car in park. You're not going anywhere. I'm like, dang it. So I know, right? So what ended up happening was we eventually started moving, but the, the interstate remained closed. So they were rerouting us off the next exit. So we went off the exit and essentially it was detouring us, right? So we might think, oh, I'm going straight down 85. And then we have to take you, let's say you took whatever, picked thing A, that's route 85. And then something happens. So then they detoured me and then that's maybe me going down route B. And what I found when I was there, I missed one of the turns off the detour. I was running my mouth on the phone <laughs> and, I, and I missed the turn, dang it. So I can get upset. But as soon as I just kept driving a little more, the lady was like, that's all right. In a half a mile, take a left, <laughs> right? So that's, that's really all it is to me is once you know you're aligning all those things, like check, make sure you set the destination. Do you know clearly where you're going? Pick anything, because even if you go down A and it's not quite right, you're gonna get enough information, enough feedback to know, okay, I actually like this part of it, but I don't like this part. Or at least I picked up another skill or I made a connection with someone, or I created some amazing content that I can't use right now, but, Maybe two or three years later, I'll put it in a speech or I'll put it in a book. Like we, we never know. Yeah, we really do never know. I like that. I like that. That's a great mindset game to get you in the right spot with, with really being able to choose your path and take action. Just start doing something. Start mm -hmm. doing something. When, what are things, okay, say fear. Fear is something that just stops you from taking action. Fear, and you start, you just get in your way so much with that fear. And uh, you know, I'm going to bring an imposter syndrome being your fear because I just see that a lot. Thinking you're not good enough, you're gonna, you're gonna screw it up somehow. Um, just somewhere where you just don't think that it, you're getting in your own way. Imposter syndrome. Um, how how do people how do people in general like how can they start addressing that? you know, to stop getting out of their freaking way. Oh, that's a big one. That would, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's kind of individualized, but here are some big, big ways to think about it, right? So what if the fear is there 
and I'm gonna just gonna stick with the car since we're in the car situation. What if it's just like in the back seat, but it doesn't get to drive? Like, what if it's okay to be afraid and just do it anyway? Um, maybe the fear is feedback, right? Like maybe the fear is telling us which direction to go or which direction not to go. Like, I think, how can you take it with you and not let it stop you? Because here's the thing that we do know. We were afraid, at least I know, I'll speak for myself. I was afraid when I was in clinicals, when I was a PT student. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I still did it anyway. And right. then, when I, then when I passed my licensure exam and it was time to have my own caseload all by myself. And I was like, well, they said I passed the test. They gave me a license, but I really, I'm scared. I don't know. What if they ask me a question I don't know yet, right? But we still did it anyway. So it's like, why not do it anyway? And really keeping your, your vision for what you want for your life in the forefront so that you keep moving forward because the fear is there. It, there is like, I've even heard of, and you have the dancers. Like dancers and singers, I sing as well. Obviously, I'm I'm 40 also. I've been singing a long time. The fear never actually goes 100% away. But does that stop me from getting on the stage? No. Right, right, absolutely. Do you think people have it in them to be resilient? Do you think there's anyone who can't be resilient? No, we're human. Like our livers grow back. Yeah. Just asking. Especially because you never know if somebody's listening and they're just end up, they're in a dark spot. So, and they just really, really just don't think they have it in them. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, I I mean, I'm like, no, we're resilient. And I wanted to, so we were talking about fear in that case, but then with the imposter syndrome, I think when it comes to imposter syndrome, Sometimes it's helpful just to find hold on to the one thing that you are confident about. Yeah. Like I may not know all the things, but I know I know this thing right here and use that as a stepping stone. And yeah. then also understand that again, I like to compare it to how we were in PT school. Like how I how I am 18 years out of the out of school. I'm light years better than I was 18 months out of school. So, but, and even when we were students, they let us work with people. And those people paid through their insurance, but the insurance company didn't give, oh, you were working with a student, so we're gonna give you the student rate. No, they paid full price. When you were a student, when you didn't have all the knowledge, when you're still a first year, when you didn't have a license. So what is the difference? There is none. I like that. I like that very much. I agree with that. All right, so I'm gonna do a random game that I'm making up now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually do this in my NYC musical theater performers group and I wanna try this, because uh, why not? Because why not? And I just think it'll be fun and nice. So this is where I ask you random questions and you give the answer that just the first answer that pops in your head. Okay, so these are very important questions that will just 
If you don't answer right, it just, it's just, it's just problem. It's a problem. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh! I'm allergic <laughs> to cats. Oh my goodness. Like I have to keep fine, fine, fine. I'm allergic. <laughs> uh, toilet paper over or under? Over. Okay. Cell phones or sleeping? Ooh, sleeping. Sleeping or eating your favorite food for the rest of your life and you never gain weight from, weight, weight from it? Well, it would have to be eating my favorite food because sleeping means that I don't get to be awake and experience life. Laying on a beach or laying on burning hot lava. Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> on the beach. Burning, burning hot lava. I know. I know. On the beach. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Ooh. Favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, stuffing muffins. Ooh. I okay. know, right? This is about to change your life. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in, in our family, the, everybody fights over the edges of the stuffing. Nobody wants the middle. They want the edges because it's a little more crispy. So my aunt one year, she put the stuffing in a muffin pan. And so everybody had these little teeny baby muffin stuffing muffins and so it was perfect because you just had crispiness the whole time it was perfect little service sizes it was great that's actually brilliant what a way she's like all right i got this that's yeah. brilliant yeah. i like the stuffing muffins that's yeah. really cool and also there's just like a history to, to that with your family too so it's, it's like warm place i love that all right Final question, it's gonna be your mic drop moment. So this is where you are going to be speaking to somebody who is 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 in that stuck place in their mindset and, um, and resilience. I think COVID-19, even though we are on our way out of it, it's still, there still could be many people who are stuck right now, not thinking that they can become that phys dance physical therapist or that there are as many opportunities to get that clinical rotation and that could end their opportunities. I would love for you to speak to that mindset and that, that doubt, that self-doubt that somebody might be going through just you're just mic drop moment just off the top of your head in five, four, three, two, one, action. This one right here. <laughs> Where did y'all get her from? <laughs> oh my goodness. So what immediately came to my mind, right? If this is you and you're like, it was COVID and then it's all the other stuff that's going on. You haven't been in work. You have no idea, like people are losing their jobs. Who's gonna pay for this? Like all the thoughts. The first thing I would ask you to do is just write it all down and have a look at it. Because when it's inside your brain, it's like a two-year-old running through the house with a knife. Somebody's gonna get hurt. <laughs> and usually it's you. So oftentimes when you write down what you're thinking, you can actually evaluate it and see, well, how likely is whatever that is? How true is it? 
if whatever the sentence that you wrote down, like how can I problem solve around that? Because if you ever, here's my number one belief. Here's the bike drop moment. I do not believe that you will ever be given a vision or a dream to do something without also being given the means and the resources to do that. Whether that means the people, the money, the time, the skill, the clients, as long as you take action. So if that is you feeling like you're stuck, all it takes is the first step. Like if you're driving in a fog, right? You can't see very far in front of you. But if you know you keep driving, since we're on the car analogy, as long as you keep driving, the road will continue to be revealed to you. So that's what I got. I love that. It is a little bit reliant on the fact whether or not you believe the earth is round or flat, but that's a whole other podcast. Respect anybody who thinks that the earth is flat. We are of the round belief in this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on, Tavana. Absolutely. All right. So where can people find a you on social media? Everywhere at Tavana Denise. So um Instagram, face yeah, Instagram, Facebook, website, Tavanadenise.com. I love uh, it. LinkedIn. I think I'm under Tavana Denise on LinkedIn as well. That's that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. I'm so grateful for you guys. She's seriously so easy to contact. A great human. She helps out so many physical therapists. Please, 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 if you even just an, a little inkling to reach out to her, just reach out to her. Reach out, everybody. All right, that is it. Everyone. Have a great, great night. If you were on live, right, live. If you were on replay, right, replay. I totally forgot to ask those tags that you're supposed to do, but it's fine. Love you all. Bye. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.